Welcome to the Keel Hall Podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we've got a lot of Sea of Thieves news to cover today, so tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates. I hope you had yourselves a good weekend, a good weekend. I know I did. This week, it is the first week of the fourth adventure, uh, and it is the battle between the Reaper's Bones and Team Merrick, or the uh, citizens of Golden Sands Outpost. This week is going to be with the Gold Hoarders, the Patreons. Yep, they're joining us this week to talk about it, and we're going to be deciding how we feel about this, how we feel about the decision overall, how did Rare do as far as implementing it, and a whole bunch of other feelings and uh, kind of details as we kind of break down what happens there, as well as a little bit of the mystery that's going on with DeMarco's supposed death. We're going to be covering that, as well as Season 6 getting extended, so sit back, relax, and we'll get right into it. But before we get into any of that, I have to thank the patrons because they're the ones that are supporting me in making this content for you. This content is free and they're the ones that are uh, deciding that it's it's worth supporting me to make this easier for me to be able to take care of the costs or to upgrade equipment uh, or to make trips to CUTHES Fest this uh, coming summer. So because of them, it's, it's a lot easier to be able to do this stuff, to be able to make sure that content continues to come out every week, regardless if it's a, a holiday or something's going on. I've always tried to make sure that this podcast has a weekly schedule that comes out every Monday so you know exactly exactly what's going on when Sea of Thieves as much as I do myself and also just to kind of bring you some lore tidbits as well as the feedback from the actual community. The Gold Hoarders are part of that. They're the ones that are supporting at the Captain tier. If you want to do so yourself, you can always join us on the last weekend of the month to record for that last episode each month. Head over to patreon.com forward slash keelhauled podcast to do so. And with that, I want to thank People's Republic, Cute Balls, Slum, Captain Hasco, Chateau Neuf, Zombie Killer, Cloud, Cosmic Johnson, Davram TV, El Jefe Esteban, Fergatron, Trickster, Jabaro 5, Kazia the Rogue, Lumpy SRQ, Alcarian Darth, Dub Dub Goose, Evil Morpheus, Xbox Mike 29, Murphy Lives, Mutinous Max, Regis Stella, Rustbelt Kid, Norwegian, Skinny Matt, Scum Melt 666, Strange Stan, Tarnished Film, That Kilted Guy, TN Professor, Real Big Tuna, Uriel Canes, Big Bad Pad, Mina Fairy, Super Pack, Music Me, The Lore Chronologist, Dead Eye Dre, Ghost Boy 20, Neon, Evil Martha, Peter Miller, Ruski Doo, Straw Hat Connor, Thor Von Blitz, Windsor Chris, and Zam. Wow. Thank you all so much for your support. Each week, it really does mean the world to me that I get to call out your names. Uh, and I look forward to anyone else that wants to join up to support and to uh, uh, get your name called out. If you go in the captain's tier, you can always join us uh, for that last Saturday. If you join the Discord server, uh, there's actually an event that I try to set up each month so that you know exactly what time it is uh, based on your actual time zone. I try to do it as much as uh, I, I can that's around a time that is during the day or evening for every time zone. It's really tough uh, just with everyone being around the world and such, but I always try to do that and, and just kind of make sure that everyone has a voice, uh, especially in a place to hang out and, and meet other pirates as well, too. So thank you all so much. And with that, let's get to the gold hoarders. 
Welcome, everyone, to the Gold Hoarder episode for the Keelholm podcast. Uh, a great time to be playing Sea Thieves right now. We've got a ton of stuff going on in the game as well as outside of the game. And we're going to be bringing a really interesting discussion to the table this week with the Gold Hoarders. Uh, they're joining me to talk about the latest adventure, to talk about the latest mystery as uh, much as we can and kind of speculate on some of the feelings that are going on with DeMarco as well as all of this Reapers versus uh, Golden Sands out post with team merrick so uh, as we kind of kick things off i'm going to introduce folks that are with us today um, and then we'll kind of go from there and just have a good conversation so uh, el jefe esteban has snuck away and managed to uh, uh, kind of jump in here as much as possible uh, if he has to dip out i don't blame him because he does have prior obligations it is a busy busy memorial weekend for us here in the states and i'm i'm not too surprised if a lot of folks decided to take this three-day weekend to jump in and uh go play uh, a, a bunch of stuff out in real life whatever the whatever the the game equivalent to real life is that i don't do uh that is what everyone else is enjoying so um el jefe esteban welcome how are you doing i am doing well sir glad to be here Awesome. I'm glad to have you. Uh, Mina Ferry's here. Uh, welcome, Mina. How you doing? Well, I'm doing all right. Awesome. Awesome. It says it, the football's on for the Brits, and that's what they're doing this weekend? Mm-hmm. Ah, okay. Okay. That's all I know. I wasn't paying enough attention to know who's playing. <laughs> Fair enough. I wouldn't know the... Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> that's how I am, too. I don't know the sports balls. I just know people like them. Uh, Regis, our, our, our resident uh, uh, fan from Down Under, how are you doing, Regis? Yep, I'm doing good. Absolutely freezing and foggy recently. Oh, I'm sorry, man. It's it's getting... Looks like Golden Sands right now. Right in the middle of winter for you, isn't it? It's a few days from winter right now, actually. Oh, really? I'm, I'm, yeah, it doesn't start to June. What's the What's the temperature right now down there? Has it gotten too cold? Six degrees. Ugh, that doesn't sound fun at all. Yeah, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> Don't. I'll take the 23 that it is here right now. Um, <laughs> and, and of course, we have Trickster. Welcome, Trickster. How you doing, buddy? Yeah. Hello, I'm good. Awesome. I'm good. How are you? Sounds good. Well, as we're kind of kicking things off, we are in the 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 first weekend of a two week stretch for Adventure Four, and right now it is Team Merrick versus Team Reaper. I'm very curious as to how you all feel about this because, as it stands uh, with this adventure, we are being asked to do something without fully understanding the repercussions of it. Something, as many of you know, I have umbrage with, uh, thanks to Duke and all of the stuff that he asked us to do without fully understanding the repercussions outside of we get gold. Um, in this case, we're not necessarily getting gold, uh, but we are getting uh, a cosmetics which seems to be the the main bargaining chip for rare to get us to do stuff so with this adventure you're going to be able to choose between saving golden sands or burning golden sands or, or leaving it in ruins and the way that they've tried to manifest this decision is that it's been made available to all pirates in the sea of thieves you can do both to get all of the cosmetics and if you complete all of the cosmetics or if you if you get all of the uh, deeds done then you get all of the mementos which are the cosmetics so you have uh, saving golden sands sails and then the uh, reaper's mask lantern uh, as well as the title that goes along with um, um, kind of showing your your uh, kind of participation it's just a participation title as far as i'm concerned and uh, it'll be really interesting to kind of feel like where everyone stands 
given how this has played out. So uh, right off the bat, I kind of want to work down the list and find out where people are kind of leaning towards. Uh, and then I want to kind of dive into the discussion of, of where how we feel about this adventure and then um, how we think it's going to go after if, if that works for you guys. If, if you have something in particular you want to jump into too, definitely voice in uh, with, with what you want. But uh, Hefe, you've been, you've been able to jump into this. Have you, have you picked a side uh, that, that you're doing? So in general, I'm a completionist, so I will do both sides because I want all the things. Um, but overall, I don't know. I'm torn. Mm-hmm. I, I, I feel, I feel strongly both ways. Like I want my outpost back, but at the same time, I think it'd be kind of cool to let it be something new, something different. Um, so I don't know. I, it's it's I, I I'm not fussed one way or the other. I'll be I'll be content regardless of how it shakes out. I think. Interesting. Okay, so you're not very adamant about either either situation because you you're not really sure uh, where it's going to go. Then right? Absolutely. I feel like maybe it's because we've been burned so much by Duke throughout <laughs> the course of these years. Um, I'm real hesitant to get real excited one way or the other because as soon as I get excited, thinking it's going to be one way. I'm going to realize that, you know, we've, you know, lit the fuse to burn down the entire, the entire <laughs> world and, you know, everything's going to be up, up, up hinged again. And it's going to be our fault because we were the ones doing, doing the deed. Right. Uh, so if, if, if I knew a general idea of what would the future look like on each path, then maybe I would have a stronger opinion. Um, but beings that we don't and things are kind of, you know, just kind of quiet and hush hush about that. Then I, uh, again, I don't know. I, I've, I've been burned a whole lot in this game, <laughs> mainly with, with all the things that we've, you know, basically we are 100% responsible for all the mess that's going on in the world because all the mess we did for, for Duke for all these years. Yeah. Um, so, so I don't know. I don't know. I, uh, I'm, I'm apprehensive. As a caution, cautionable, uh, tale for sure. Um, Mina, how you mentioned in chat that you've done the uh, the reaper stuff is that kind of like your main one that you want to see happen is you want to see it burn no i was made to do the reaper stuff yesterday <laughs> so if you had your choice if you were running solo on a server that you didn't have to worry about other players and you got to make the, the choice uh which would you probably have gone with first um first i probably would have saved it because i do like golden sands but the chaotic side of me also wants to see what happens if we make it burn however the the explosions on the rowboat was really very anticlimactic and disappointing i have to say really strong feelings i like it well i i mean i think it's i don't think it's supposed to be an explosion explosion like you get with a mega keg or something Mm -hmm. but having that would have been nice along with the (laughs) other stuff yeah yeah okay all right i want to put a pin in that because i feel like we've got awesome we got some some super big feelings on this right now uh moving to regis uh how how you feeling about this which side are you moving towards saving golden sands all the bloody way you're saving it in case you haven't seen my twitter in case you haven't seen my twitter yes i want to save it okay i i want to make sure that was clear all right yeah, the, though the though the problem that I have with it, and I'm sure we'll bring this up again, is the Reapers are a bit too overpowered for my liking. There's too many of them, and there's a pain in the butt. Gotcha. Okay, so you want to save Golden Sands. You want it restored to its former glory in that case. Yeah, that's true. Okay, 
That's good to hear. I'm glad that you're with us on that on that perspective because that's a strong stronger perspective than what El Jefe or Mina, Mina are willing to give me right now. Um, jokes aside, uh, no, uh, yeah. Trickster, where are you falling in on this? I just want to see what they do if Golden Sand does fall. I want to see if they build a new outpost or not. Yeah, so I'm on the side of the Reapers, even though I don't agree with the Reapers. Yeah, see, that's that's just kind of. This. So that's okay. So here is the here's the problem that I think Hefe and I really have uh, with with this, and, and and obviously you guys probably feel the same way too. Is we don't know what will become of Golden Sands if we save it. If we save it, does it just go back to normal, or does this offer an opportunity for them to build it a little bit bigger, a little bit stronger, a little more uh, different than what it was, or is it just going to be like a reset to before the adventure kicked off? Because um, that's kind of my issue. Is is I don't know if I save it, if it's going to be a better place to be. But I know if I if I glass it, you know, if we if we burn it to the ground and everything, then that is going to force Rare to have to do something else to accommodate the fact that there's only one outpost in the Shores of Plenty. And it's going to make them do make them have a decision that is is whether or not they're actually going to hinder uh, uh, the, the, the game in, in reducing the number of outposts that are viable, or if they're going to make another Island viable, or they're going to try and like tell people just to live with what's going on there. Um, but I feel like the, the, the choice to change it will be better than them just clicking the reset button, because I don't, I don't think that they'll actually do anything to be like, all right, well, we rebuilt it and we had so many supplies. We went ahead and added on an extra story and a couple extra rooms to all of the vendors. Plus, we're going to add a really beautiful little dance stage out over on the one jetty that has nothing going on. And as a result of that, it's like, okay, well, if it just goes back to normal, then I know what that was because we had it for years. So I, I really want to hear from your guys' opinions about some of the, the nitpicks about this, because this adventure seems far simpler than what they were asking for us from the Shrouded Deep. Um, the Shrouded Deep. Yeah, I always want a dance stage, Mina. That's that's a, a must, like a keg and a, a couple grog or a thousand chests of grog, like or, or chests of a thousand grogs, like a couple of those in a dance stage, like. Boom. That's that's a party. We got rave lights everywhere. It's going to be amazing. Uh, I I want to see um, what people think about how the two different sides are. With Merrick's side, you go out and you have to meet up with two members from the outpost who were attacked by phantoms and uh, have to grab their their sailcloth crates and their uh, bottles of rum. And you have to bring those back to Merrick in perfect condition. The other side of it is you have to go out and uh, find a chest of relics. You have to dig up a chest of relics and you have to deliver that to a Reaper emissary on another island. And then you have to take a rowboat keg to or one of the the reaper rowboats to golden sands and blow it up doesn't matter how you blow it up or where you blow it up it just has to be blown up and that counts so right now it feels like reapers have it pretty easy um because all they have to do is go find one thing dig it up turn it into someone else and then take a rowboat over to golden sands and there's rowboats everywhere whereas golden sands it feels like you're doing merchant cargo runs and as we all know, most people really don't like doing merchant cargo runs. So, Regis, you're kind of on the side of saving 
Golden Sands in this instance. How do you feel about the balance for this adventure? Uh, well, for the Reapers, you get to blow stuff up, and who doesn't like blowing? Who doesn't like blowing stuff up? Yeah, totally. Considering the CFEs is full of explosives, <laughs> why the hell not? Right. Um, and for and for the, I understand like you know, no pay, no gain for the merchants for not the merchant, the 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 hunter side. Mm -hmm. So I think the venture was designed for like you know more than one person doing it by themselves. You know, because the reapers, uh, the the phantoms are again a pain in the butt. Yeah, yeah, they really are. They're like they're like they're like just show shoot you with their pistols like one, two, three, you're dead in five seconds. Yeah, I felt like has anyone done anyone else done the uh, the save golden sands aspect of it? I have. I've done both of them already. Yeah, a hundred percent of it. How, how did you guys well, feel about the phantoms? I, oh, the phantoms were pain in the butt. I kept getting killed by them because they wouldn't die. Yeah, and they never and stopped. I was on smugglers. I was on smugglers, and they just killed me like three or four times. Mm -hmm. And I was like hitting them like ten times, and I die. Yeah, yeah, Hefe. I think I think you said it in chat here. Toxic PVE. It feels like they're harder than the Reapers. Yeah, they were. There was a captain down there, and they had them completely surrounded. It was really funny. Yeah, it's it's. I feel like for saving Golden Sands, uh, we're having to do a lot more work to to save it than grabbing one chest of relics, taking it over to. A reaper who's just chilling out over at uh, one of the other uh, islands. And then he's like, all right, cool. That's it. Have fun with the rowboat. And that's it. But because that's the case, I got to I got to bring this up. Regis, you posted in chat the link to the seatheves.com forward slash profile forward slash adventures forward slash lost dash sands website which is the full url if you wanted to go look at the balance between this they have a really beautiful kind of uh tug of war line like a, a tally on you know where it's landing and right now it's been in the middle for a while at, at least the last day like the first day it was mostly merrick the second day or like towards the end of the day the reapers went on and it was mostly reapers now it's like stuck in the middle. I don't know if this thing's actually even working at this point. Yeah, it's it's a bit weird. And uh, last I checked on the game world and the game itself, like Golden Sands was feeling less foggy all overall. And and according to Rare, the less fog there is, the more that Reaper, the more that Merrick is winning, and the more foggy and uninhabitable in quotation marks. Golden Sands gets the Reapers are winning, so either that either they forgot to update it or they haven't been paying attention to them to them too much. Looks like the Merrick team is winning, even though the thing on the website is not. Yeah, saying so. I, if if it's if if the the shroud itself actually recedes, I think that's a great great indicator. But it it feels to me very strange because with this adventure, it's not like everyone is on the same server everyone is kind of like creating this giant war you know it doesn't feel like we're very connected to what's going on it feels like you you either do it and you get interaction or you don't and it's kind of kind of fruitless uh so i always i kind of feel like maybe they're missing the mark on what what they wanted this to be with at least with the reaper uh, with the Reaper missions that we had back in the day, everyone was doing the Reaper mission. Everyone was going to the same islands. And that's when you got that real confrontation between ships going after treasure, right? 
felt very much like arena. And with uh, this, it feels like, I mean, I, I hopped on the other night. I sailed over. I, I grabbed one crate for Merrick and I found a, a rowboat. I went over and turned in the crate and then I, I took the rowboat and I blew up the rowboat. And I was like, that was that was a very bland kind of experience for me because I didn't have anyone to interact with. I sat on the island for a while. No one came over. You know, I went and sunk a Reaper ship that was uh, they left their ship over at Reaper's hideout. So I took a rowboat over there and, and kegged it. And it just felt like there's not really any any true battle between these two forces it feels like it's all kind of arbitrary in my in in my experience so far has anyone had any good interactions between ships over golden sands outpost and feel free no, to jump in I, too. No. no no i also want to say something about the you said building up on golden sand oh I please like how they add the ornaments the cannons there yeah those were cool yeah didn't get if to use them do, if they do uh, save it, those should stay. And I think the other outposts should also build ornaments to a reaction of what's going on at Golden Sands. Yeah, I think that would be great. I, and in fact, I'm really kind of confused about why the the motivations for me right now, and maybe you guys can help me out with this. The motivations for the Reapers right now seem very childish. Uh, it feels like this is like you went and you did something and someone's trying to stop you from what you did and you just want to go back and kick over their sandcastle. It's like you kick their sandcastle over and they're trying to rebuild it and you're just being really selfish and you just want to go kick over their sandcastle again. It's like there's seven other outposts out there that you could go destroy, but for some reason they're so fixated on this one that it doesn't quite feel like the motivations are clear. And I know that the servant has said that Flameheart wants Golden Sands to remain the way it is, but without any kind of context as to why, it feels strange that it's like, well, why don't we go take over one of the other outposts? What's so special about Golden Sands? Mina, you got some feelings. Jump in, please. Now you mention it, it does seem a little bit like that. Um, and I wonder why exactly is it Golden Sands? <laughs> Is it because it was mentioned in the book, mm -hmm. The Athena's Fortune? I mean, why couldn't it have been, I don't know, Daggertooth? It's a horrible outpost. <laughs> go, go destroy it. I don't care. Um, why does it have to be? Is it because that's where Wanda maybe first, is that not where Wanda was to start with? Yeah, I think. Could that be why? It could. It could very much be why. That used to be her old Even stomping grounds. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, he went and cat kidnapped uh, her sister out of spite to, to try and turn w Wanda with an O against Wanda with an A. So, I mean, it feels like this is like a, a lover's quarrel that we're being dragged into almost. And, and Hefe, you got some thoughts. So jump in. So in... In the, the lore of kind of like the either the previous lore of the game, uh, Ramsey ship was sunk off off of GSO um, when he when he fought was it the old mother the, mm -hmm. the original main kraken, yep. um, and it was it was like all those chains and stuff isn't that like what he he went and made the, the locks out of for the chest yep. Um, and like the keys and so like the keys that the gold hoarders has now are copies of the original set that he had. Cause at one point only Ramsey could open, could only could open the chest. Um, so maybe the, the fact that there is a lot of really like base lore of like the whole world is 
from that area, maybe there's something there, um, some significance to that, uh, that, that we're just not privy to yet. It's also where the silver blades sink. Uh, as, as we learned with uh, Wanda when she be, was working on the cursed cannonballs, uh, she was able to pull one of the cannons from his ship. She was able to find it. And uh, that was supposedly off the coast of Golden Sands Outpost. I, I was under the impression based on uh, when it sank that it was uh, shrouded with the, or it was enshrouded by the devil shroud. Um, but uh, apparently she was able to find one of the cannons, which is how she was able to craft the cursed cannonballs that, that she then used to try and take over the seas with. So there's definitely a chance that the reason why, and, and here's kind of my long play thought of this, uh, the reason why it's GSO has to do with the fact that Flameheart Sr. is still currently trapped in the Sea of the Damned. Uh, he can't come back to the Sea of Thieves yet. Um, if we are, if if the Reapers are able to convert the uh, island to a place that is is heavily uh shifted over to the sea of the damned kind of like how um old boot fort was converted over to the fort of the damned then i think it might be a little more possible for flameheart senior to make it from the sea of the damned over to the sea of thieves and if that's the case then there's a chance that he may be trying to resurrect his old ship outpost of the damned regis you had a thought jump in well i was thinking like earlier on in the thing like Maybe GSO was like the first proper outpost to be like fully fleshed out in lore in the CFE's world. Mm -hmm. Like maybe, maybe it's like has some kind of symbolic meaning like, oh, it's the first bits of civilization to be fully introduced into, CF into the CFE's world. So if we just, if Flameheart uh, preferably destroys that, then that means it's going to be, you know, strike fear into the hearts of pirates, but may may cause like a retaliation against Flameheart by the likes of Phoenix Fortune. So you never know. Yeah, I could see both. It, it definitely plays into that as well, too. You know, if that's the home of, of where Sea of Thieves was kind of founded, then there's a good chance that that's what's going on. Uh, Hefe, you got some thoughts? Jump in, buddy. So if you go into Wanda's workshop uh, in the cave on Wanda's Refuge, you can kind of go in that back area um, where she has basically made the shrine to Flameheart. She not only did she get a cannon off of the Burning Blade, she also took the figurehead of the Burning Blade because mm -hmm. the, the the figurehead is there. Yeah. Um, so there, obviously there's more to that ship than, you know, than what we may think. So I, I, the idea of um, Flameheart wanting his old ship back, and if he can resurrect memories and stuff from the Sea of the Damned, I don't see why he couldn't resurrect, you know, his ship to kind of back to its former glory. Um, so I, that actually makes more sense to me than probably anything else I've heard. Uh, I, I could see the logical progression kind of of that thought. Yeah, that's and that's kind of like I have I have no idea if that's actually what's going to happen, but that's kind of what I feel like is the goal here. Like and, and it, it kind of lends a little credence to the idea of why the Reapers wanted the veil mask so much. I feel like the, the end game here is that Reapers are trying to bring back Flameheart. That is their main goal and that is the goal of the servant and the way to accomplish that is by um using the veil mask to either travel 
to and from, because if we know the shrouded ghost was able to pass between the two realms, uh, then at least we know that 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 mask could do potentially the same thing for Flameheart Senior. And if that doesn't work, if the if Athena's Fortune crew has uh, the veil mask, then they can't use that as their means. So maybe the opportunity here is to convert Golden Sands outpost into what Regis is mentioning is an outpost of the damned, uh, where ghosts and spirits would inhabit it. And Flameheart would be uh, the, the kind of consequence of us that changing that is is that we would then end up turning that uh, place into a place where Flameheart could come back to the sea of the, the sea of thieves and we would then have to deal with the sea of thieves with um and, and we've seen bell resurrect the killer whale it wouldn't surprise me if uh flameheart could resurrect the the burning blade if i jump in here buddy so kind of continuing on with the same thought of like regis conant the uh outpost of the damned it's totally feasible that let's say the reapers win and it still function as an outpost just manned by ghost because that's already done down in Athena's fortune. So if it can be done there, um, why not just make that same idea happen at, at GSO? And if if that's the case, and we can at least have a functioning outpost again, I'd be totally fine with the, with the uh, Reapers winning. Um, just to have you know, something to turn in in that kind of corner of the map, a place to you know turn in, to turn in your stuff. Um, and in general, I, I like change. I like the idea of change. Um, now, for sure, I you know the nice, pretty tropical look of you know GSO. You know, obviously, I like you know, I like that. It's probably my favorite area of the map um, because of all of that. So you know, there's that aspect that I would like to have that back. Um, but yeah. kind of like you were saying, if it's going to be just you know wash, rinse, repeat of what we've always had, and it's just going to hit the reset button, then do I really want that, or would I? I, I would like there to be something different. Uh, you know, like that fancy dance stage you're talking about. It would be, you know, <laughs> something that uh, just something something different. Change is good. If if they uh, if if they save Golden's and I say they because I'm for the Reapers in this instance. Uh, if if Golden Sands is saved and we don't get the second state or the second floor of the tavern, then I will consider this a huge loss. That's my that's my feelings on this right now. And the second floor should better should be a dance stage. I agree. They're they're regardless of the outcome. Yeah. No matter who wins, fix the damn that stairs. Place, what, sure, for sure, that, that, for sure, absolutely. But so, it can't stay the same. It can't go back to like it was, and it needs to be different than what it is right now. Yeah. Um, so the change has got to happen, and if change doesn't happen one way or the other, I will be really disappointed because change is good. Change is change is healthy, right? I mean. In general, uh, I, I think it'd be it'd be good for the game to kind of just kind of progress things along, again one way or the other. Uh, just so long as I have a functioning outpost in that part of the map, uh, whether that be GSO or your idea of uprooting the uh, arena tavern and you know planting it on top of Mermaid's Highway or you know, something. Yeah, and that's that's kind of my feelings. Is is. I and and I honestly like the idea of an outpost of the damned. Uh, Regis, you you stepped away for a bit while we were kind of confirming the idea of the outpost of the damned being the alternative if Reapers do take over. I I like the idea that 
if Golden Sands is considered blown up and they do convert it into like a an outpost of the damned, then at that case, uh, why not have one of those islands where uh, we've got a couple bridges out to the different areas? You, you have your normal area where now there are ghosts inhabiting the buildings that were the, the original trade companies and the original equipment vendors. Uh, but one of those other islands is still completely un, uninhabited. And we know that they're kind of building something out there. Um, but why not have have something where one of those sections is dedicated to reapers so that if you have a reaper representative um, they're walking out of bushes at this point so i mean the fact that they're hiding in bushes is kind of comical to me but have a place where you can also turn in stuff uh, and move the reaper table you know if you want to have the emissary table move the reaper table to another section have a reaper emissary available there for people and because it's uh, an outpost of the damned it's not like any living pirates are are going to be there it's just going to be the memories of other pirates who can still sell you stuff what do you think and, and feel free anyone to jump in sounds like a nice idea logan though i'm still supporting saving golden sand all the way so <laughs> Nice to know the possibilities of not saving it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, and that's the that's the thing that I have is, is we don't know what the possibilities are if we don't save it. But that interests me a little bit more than what could. Like, how would you feel, Regis, if, if we didn't win? But as a result, they still wanted to make a uh, another tavern down in that area. What if they built up something on one of the other ta or one of the other islands like Cannon Cove or, or Wanderer's Refuge or Mermaid's Hideaway or something? I... I, I don't know. It's just, you know, those outposts, those outpost islands are designed to be outposts, either on purpose or not. That's mm. up to, that's Rare's decision. So I, I don't know. It's just, I probably won't be the same, like, you know, having those, like, all islands, islands that are just completely made for outposts. Like, they won't feel the same. No, and you're right. Um, the, the change is hard to kind of, come to terms with depending on like where you're sitting or where they're going to be and what they do with it and stuff. And that's, I think that's why a lot of folks want to have GSO restored is, is that all of the other islands in the vicinity all have stuff tied to it, whether it be vaults or tall tales, uh, things that are associated with those islands. And it's hard to understand or even fathom like what the, what the nature of something like that happening would be, which is why I would love to see Sea Dog Tavern moved from the the spire over to Mermaid's Hideaway. I think it'd be hilarious. Have a little diving board just over the pond. Uh, but I do think that ultimately, regardless of which way this goes, Golden Sands Outpost will continue to be an outpost. It's just, will it be something that humans are occupying or will it be something that maybe ghosts are, uh, are, are occupying? I would like to see them build a floating outpost somewhere near Mermaid's Hideaway. I don't know how likely that would be. Like made out all wood. A float. Oh, oh. So like a. Um. I'm trying to think of a good example here, but kind of like one that's just kind of uh one that that shifts around, kind of on buoys and stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, it would be in a paint spot all the time, not floating around. Mm. So Take plenty of space down there by Mermaid's Hideaway, so they can build out a new outpost down there somewhere. Yeah, take all the uh all the like wrecked ships from the arena turn-in mm. spots. You know, tie them all together, or you know link them together by like you know draw bridges or whatever oh my God. Uh, suspension bridges and uh and have have you have you a new outpost there and you know each each trade company and or shop is kind of on its own little on its own little beat up galleon and uh and there you go oh, oh. 
That sounds awesome. I'm not even going to lie. That that has Waterworld vibes that I, I'm totally vibing with right now. That just sounds epic. I kind of want that now. Uh, yeah. Like Shiprope Cove. Yeah. Yeah. Regis, just like that. The Sea of I, these style. I, I kind of I kind of want that too. If, 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 if they'll do that, then, then nuke the fire out of GSO. <laughs> and then use whatever's left from Golden Sands to help rebuild too. Exactly. They're gonna completely destroy it. Oh, that'd be yeah, cool too. All yeah. the um, what do you call it? Legends of the Sea stuff to there. Mm, that'd be so cool. Yeah, if they took some of the old buildings and started to like tie them half hazard, half half hazardly uh, to to like wrecked galleons and stuff, and just kind of made it work. Oh, that'd be kind of cool. I'd be down for that. See, and that's what, ah, man, this is what I love about these discussions, getting ideas that I never would have come up with. So overall, I feel like this adventure compared to others wasn't quite as epic as I, th I think Rare wanted it to be. Um, I think people are engaging with it and I think people are, are passionate on social media about it. But when it comes to the execution in game, it feels less of like something that was as epic as shrouded deep was uh and and a lot more like a twitter poll that you have to vote for in game um am i am i alone on that or, or who who else kind of feels like that's that's maybe the case yeah i agree with yeah, you I the same yeah. but uh, we gotta think too so the last adventure we had ended a story arc Mm -hmm. So we are now starting a new story arc. So this is just kind of the laying the base level foundation kind of of where this next story is going to go. Um, so it, it compared to the last adventure. Yeah. This one here is terrible, just boring. I mean, it, it is nothing but running stupid merchant crates across the world, which is got to be the worst thing in the game <laughs> in my, in my opinion. Um, so going from that really epic kind of fight with the mag and like all the music and Pendragon and just, you know, Merrick and Bell, all that, that whole thing to this is kind of like a big womp womp. Um, but at the same time, I understand that we have basically hit the reset button story wise and we're now starting a new arc and it will progress and grow over the next two to three adventures to another kind of grand finale of whatever the end of this arc will be. Uh, so we just got to remember these things are going to be cyclical in, in that regard. Um, and it's not just going to continue to increase in grandeur uh, from one to the other. Uh, you just got to, because it's a, a whole brand new story arc. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fair consideration to, to take in. Um, uh, let, let's kind of go down the list here. Cause I know you guys still got some thoughts on this and, and trickster. I don't, I don't want to uh, miss yours on this, but Mina, did you have any thoughts? I know you've, you've been uh, quiet for a bit here. Ahoy there, pirates. This is the ad for this episode, and I did want to let you know if you wanted to avoid these and just get a regular filler, you can head over to the Patreon. There's a special feed just for patrons that get the ad-free version. If you want to keep listening, though, I can't say I blame you because this week I want to let you know about Loot Crate and getting 15% off of most crates and crate subscriptions when you use the link and code ROBOTSRADIO in the show notes. Also, you can head over to audiobooks.com, get your first three audiobooks for free, and that can include any 
two VIP books or use the affiliate link for Green Man Gaming. If you're a PC gamer, or you'd like to save money on games. It's one of the benefit of being a PC gamer. Head over to Green Man Gaming. You can get codes for Steam, Epic, any of the different stores that they have deals going on. They have deals going on all the time. And if you plan on buying there, please consider using our affiliate link. All of that goes straight to me through the network. Thank you all so much for everything that you do to support this podcast. It means the world to me and I continue to try and improve the quality and the content for you. With that, Pirates, let's get back to the show. Um, I, it's been okay. There's not been much to it. Um, and I'm not sure about the moving things about either, but yeah, it's, it's, eh. (laughs) Just kind of all right. Not really. Not really as exciting as some of the past stuff that we've done. No, but then at the same time, not everything can be super exciting and and woohoo. It's it's occasionally there are going to be things that are a little bit more bog standard or whatever and, and not be as involved. They can't constantly have things because every so often you need to have something to pull it back a little bit so the next thing is better. Maybe. That's true. Yeah. The the highs aren't always as high unless you have the lows to remind you. Uh, let, let's check in with Regis. Regis, how are you feeling about this compared to others? Uh, is it exciting at all for you? Um, well, it's a bit lackluster for like, you know, what to do in the adventure. Like, you know, go sail, row a few rowboats to Golden Sands and blow them up or do merchant runs like you like you always like we always said so yeah not very creative this time maybe they just didn't think that the adventures will kick off like or maybe they just you know felt like they need like a calm period before the next set of adventures yeah so maybe they're like you know keeping on the down low and then maybe the next adventure would be like a, a big bombastic oh my god i did not expect this to happen kind of thing I mean, were you going to title the next adventure like of the likes of the Forsaken Hunter? Maybe, yeah. maybe something like that can like get people's attention again. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I have some thoughts I'm going to share on on what you mentioned too. Um, but Trickster, uh, let, let's get your feelings in here. How are you feeling about it with the overall adventure, Trickster? All right, they, all they did was give us checklists on pieces of paper. Yeah, I, mean, I don't really like checklists in games. I don't. I think they need to change, find new ways to interact with the world instead of just checklists. Mm-hmm. But I did like the servant stuff, like talking to him and reading his journals. I think that was the best part about it. Learn more about the servant. Yeah, yeah. I will say that the that the journals have been the most interesting aspect to me. Um, I want to pose an idea to you, and uh, if Rare is listening, maybe they can take this into consideration. Uh, you guys have kind of, you've all kind of done the the Reaper side of, of things, and you've kind of run into um, us coming across different Reapers. Um, you've also done the, the other side of it, too, where we're dealing with phantoms. Uh, if we have Reapers who look like pirates, but are in the Reaper pajamas, and we have phantoms that have the... Uh, look of a pirate just as a ghostly version but they have the ai built in of uh, a skeleton why aren't we defending golden sands from ai reapers why aren't we taking the crates that we deliver 
and then Merrick offers a supply crate that we pull from and we have to go over to the different outpost uh, buildings and we have to physically repair, which is something we do on our ships, parts of the outpost. Why aren't we actually being active with the rebuilding aspect of the the outpost it's something we can do on our ships and it works um why aren't we fighting uh reapers on the islands to get the crates that we need for them why are they phantoms uh if we have the skins available for reapers and we have the ai for the phantoms those should have been merged in my opinion we should have found we should be fighting outposts or uh, reapers on the outpost whether they're ai or not and we should be uh them that would cause a reason for for players who want to save um, Golden Sands Outpost to be on the outpost when actual Reapers with rowboats come over and go try to blow it up. I don't understand what aspect of what we are doing um, is actually connected to each other. The Reapers feel like they're doing their own thing. And the Golden Sands team, Merrick, feels like they're doing their own thing. And it doesn't feel like there's actually a fight between the two. It feels like all of the fight is being done on social media between friends who want to save it or who want to destroy it. And we're not actually interacting with actual Reapers. Now, I'm not saying this across the board. I'm just saying from most of our experiences, we really haven't had anything where we fought against anyone that is from the opposing factions. It's not like Reapers are being stopped by people who are... um, who are, are trying to save Golden Sands. I've never been blown up on uh, my rowboat from anyone over at Golden Sands Outpost any of the times that I've taken a rowboat over there. Not to say that it doesn't happen, but it feels like there's a huge disconnect. And I feel like the adventure had would be better served if we had uh, a, a duration, a, a kind of uh, control mode that was built for Golden Sands Outpost where during the beginning of the adventure... You start it up and Merrick says, all right, we're, we're getting word that Reapers are arriving by rowboat and we are going to try and rebuild Golden Sands Outpost, but you have to defend the, uh, the, the inhabitants of Golden Sands Outposts for a certain amount of time. And then it becomes a horde mode where you have to defeat a certain number of waves, kind of like what we did with the first adventure, where you have to kill the Soul Flame uh, Reapers, you have to kill the Reaper Ghosts, and then you have to deal with the Soul Flame Captain. I don't know why that wasn't something that they saved for the fight at Golden Sands Outpost. Make it feel like an actual fight. So with that being said, I wanted to, to pass the, the baton on to, to the rest of the crew here. Uh, how do you guys feel about that idea? Is that something you would have rather had seen? Or do you have ideas that kind of build off of that? And feel free to, to jump in if you got something. Yeah, it, it would definitely have helped make it more cohesive, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, if there was an actual struggle between the two factions, because I, I do agree, it's either, you know, path A is kind of its own thing and path B is it's kind of on its own thing. And there's not really much interact. There really is no interaction of the two other than, you know, path A, you got to go blow up a rowboat somewhere away from GSO and path B is you got to blow, blow up the rowboat at GSO. I mean, that's really the only interaction between the two. Um, yeah. I think that it, it, especially since we already have, we've already faced phantom reapers, we, I mean, we we do in the Veil missions, uh, instead of, you know, if they could just, just replace the regular Phantoms with the Reaper Phantoms, I would think that that would be a simple thing that would make it feel connected, you know? I mean, I, I kind of going along with what you were saying. Um, 
I think, yeah, I would say, I would say that was probably a missed opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I, I still think that we're at the point now where they are still very hesitant to propose human AI, like for whatever reason, they don't want people to be confused between someone that's a player and someone that's a, an AI. And because of that, I feel like we're missing the opportunity for them to explore the idea of Reapers being larger in mass as a as a trade faction than what they actually are, which is the occasional pirates jumping on. Since there's already limited number of ships on a server, only so many of those are really going to stand out as Reapers. So you're always in the minority as a Reaper. So to have an AI threat that looks like Reapers, and the thing about the pajamas is the same principle that I that I learned about with Halo. When Halo uh, first had um, Spartans, the Spartan 2s, all wore the same armor. So they all looked the same. So that the Spartans always looked like they were far more than there actually were. And I think that the Reaper pajamas that, that the Reapers all wear is very in line with that mentality. You can never really be sure how many Reapers there are because they all look the same. And I think going that route helps build the idea that Reapers are much larger than they actually are. And that's always worked well with like fear tactics and warfare. So I think Rare really has to consider if they're going to do something where uh, they have AI threats that look like they are human, then just leave them nameless because at least all the players in the world have gamer tags above them unless you have the HUD turned off, right? Even if you've replaced the gamer tags, they still have gamer tags uh, that are built in by the game to indicate who those are. And unless it's a named skeleton uh, or a named phantom, all the other ones, like all the regular phantoms, don't have names above their head uh, that I can recall. Correct me if I'm wrong, please. Um, but at least that way, you could have AI characters who act like normal skeletons or normal phantoms, but don't have names so that it's a clear distinction between what's an AI and what's a player. Am I wrong? No, you are correct. <laughs> me and yeah, I, I appreciate agree with you too. So if that, if that's the case, I feel like Rare should really kind of break down, at least to uh, the community, why it is that we're not interacting with actual Reapers, whether they're AI or not, when dealing with the threats that we're coming across right now. Like all of the people at the Sea Forts could have been Reapers at that point. If, if the Servant of Flame is commanding them, why aren't they Reapers inhabiting these Sea Forts commanded by C4 captains, which are the Spanish officers, um, instead of bringing in specific C4 phantoms that look like Spanish soldiers and stuff. It's, it's, I'm, I'm really curious to kind of break down like why they're so, so, uh, kind of cautious about moving to that, that style of AI threat. So was there anything that you guys can think of, uh, with the, the adventure that you wanted to touch on, or was there something that we, that we didn't get to really expand upon that you wanted to, to kind of bring up? We're good. Yeah, I'm good. I'm okay. good. Did you all want to dive into, uh, with the last 10 minutes, did you guys want to jump into the mystery? Anyone have any, any big theory, big theories about what's going on there or how you feel about it? Have you gotten to do it? Stuff like that? I have feelings. Okay. <laughs> Let's hear them. I'll, the story, I'm excited about the story. Um, and I definitely think that I fall on the same lines as you do that that is not actually DeMarco's body, uh, but it is a ploy to, or subterfuge, to allow DeMarco to go do stuff for Ramsey uh, without 
folks noticing it. Um, and so I'm kind of excited to kind of see how that all kind of fleshes out or whatever. And whether we're right or wrong or whatever, I, uh, I'm, I'm excited about that. I really, really, really hate the way they are piecemealing this out and tying it to basically us going and being commercials mm-hmm. for the studio studio, which I get, I, I get it. It's, it's, you know, at the end of the day, it's, I get it from a business perspective, but man, oh man, I just, you know, we were joking on discord the other day. I, I, we, I feel like Ralphie from a Christmas story and we're over right here decoding our little message. And he's like, drink more old teen, a freaking commercial. I feel like that's where we've we're at the, we're at this point. Like we're over decoding our little message, and you know, and I mean, Raiders even they've even done it. You know, that when when CFT started trending on on Twitter, they even took a screenshot of that and were like, "Look, we're tr- we're trending," and which just confirmed to me that, yep, we are doing exactly what you want us to do, which is basically what we've been doing for. Well, we've always done. We're, we're, we're pawns to somebody, right? In game, we've been pawns to Duke for all these years, and I just feel like now we're pawns to the studio to give them a bigger social media push. And I don't know. I that I, I feel like that, I feel like the the drink oval team may have pushed you over the edge here. <laughs> so anyhow, those are my feelings. The story piece of it, I'm super excited about. The way we're going about doing it, eh. Regis, how you feel? Yeah, I agree with I agree with uh, El Jefe. Like we feel like like we're like promoting a commercial, or in this case, a, a mystery. Like the things like you know, like two thousand retweets, three thousand comments, which I'm pretty sure all of them would just say, "Unlock the adventure," or "Hey, hey, rare, do this," something like that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> this feels ridiculous, to be honest. I feel like a bloody idiot. <laughs> So I'm I'm with you guys on that. And that's kind of why when I saw that image, uh, one of the other someone had had posted an image with some custom text. And, and uh, I've got another one that I'm working on right now that I haven't posted yet, but it's going to I'm hoping it's it's funny as well, too. But um, yeah, when I saw that and I saw the the post uh, about the two amps, I thought it was tied to in-game lore. And I thought that there was something that we were going to have to work out. Like, who does that who does that uh, music box uh, uh, belong to? So I was like, all right, we, we got to go check all the outposts. We got to go see where all the equipment vendors are. We got to find where, where there's missing a music box. No. That's not what that's about, Logan. It's about likes. It's about retweets. That's where the social media comes in. And that's when I felt a little uh, disconnect between the excitement with the lore in in kind of revealing, you know, what's going on with this mysterious death. Is it actually a murder? Uh, it seems like everything's kind of pointing to the obvious, which is that DeMarco's gone. And that always makes me question, you know, is that actually what's going to... Like, I feel like... Um, uh, uh, Death on the Nile or, or uh, Murder on the Orient Express. I can't remember the, the, uh, the detective's name, um, uh, but it's, it's, uh, it's one of those situations where it's like the obvious answer is there. Why won't I accept the obvious answer? And that's because there's, it's, it's meant to look like the obvious answer. 
And I really love that aspect of this. I think they've done a great job with the tech and using the lantern thing. I remember talking to Mike a long time ago when we got Seabound Soul and I was like, dude, I would love to have this lantern work for other stuff in the game. I would love to see the the Kraken that was murdered by Briggsy's ship over by Crooked Masts. I would love to be able to hold up the lantern to that and see like the actual event happen through uh, the ghosts and stuff, you know, see like the actual thing that happens. So when they brought in the lantern, and they tied it to the maiden uh, voyage chest, but it's a a sea dog uh, lantern. That tells me that it's probably Merrick's, uh, or not Merrick's, excuse me, DeMarco's, because it would have been his father's chest and would have been his lantern. But it seems really weird that that would be out there um, unless he left it as a clue. Uh, and if if the question is is who killed DeMarco, then that is him uh, trying to tell us that there's something going on. And it may not actually be him, but it may be him telling us that uh, he's not dead, but try and find out who was the person that was trying to kill him. So with the whole uh, story, with the whole mystery, I really love that aspect. I think it's it's really cool. I'm, I'm excited for it. I want to dive into it. I love the, the, the work that's been going on with all of the different notes around the world on the graves and stuff. I want to go back to the videos and take a look at that. Um, and the thing that I'm bothered by is if they are going to do teases for the game, I don't want them to be teases that are gated by social engagement. I understand why they want it to be like that, but when it comes to social engagement, if it fails, then it shows that your community doesn't doesn't feel uh, rewarded for the effort put in. Like we got the 2000 retweets for the first video. And everyone was excited because we're like, great, what's the next thing going to be? And then it turned into another engagement test. And that was when everyone was like, nope, this one, this one isn't as clear. We don't know what we net, what we have to do. And we're not going to sit there and try and get people to uh, comment 3000 times to try and get the next clue. We would much rather you just give us the clue at this point. So I'm looking forward to seeing where this goes. I, I definitely don't think that DeMarco's dead. I think he's half naked somewhere and I think he's trying to to lay low uh, and trying to suss out like who's trying to kill him. And that's something uh, he was able to kind of uh, ditch them or he was able to kind of like lose their their tail uh, to to be able to set this murder scene up so that people thought that 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 was the case and that whoever tried to kill him is still out there and trying to lay low because they know that they failed and we are now up on the task of how to find out who that was but what did you guys think of the lantern i think it's cool um and the fact that we pull it out of the same chest that belonged to ramsey that we pulled his old equipment out of in the maiden voyage that he gives us i think is significant um which I think ties back into my belief to go along with yours that DeMarco's not dead. And I think those were kind of given as little clues to, to let us know that, that, you know, again, why would we be getting a lantern out of a chest that belonged to Ramsey next mm-hmm. to his dead body? You know, it just, it, that, that doesn't, it doesn't make sense other than the fact that it's there as a clue letting us know that there's something bigger going on here. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, there's way more story that can be told on that path versus, oh, he's dead. The end. Yeah. You know, who, who, who done it? You know, I think there's, there's, there's way more, there's way more that they could build off of and do with, um, kind of going down our, our general thought path. So I, uh, 
that they, they, in the, the the concept of the lantern, I think is really cool. And again, we we've, we've got the lantern of the damned that, and Ramsey's dead, so he's he's part of the world of the damned. So we basically have now have a lantern of the same power, but maybe more geared specifically towards him and like what he has for us. Uh, I think is kind of cool. Uh, so yeah. I'm excited to I'm excited to see where the story goes. It definitely has great potential just rare if you're listening please for the love of god don't gate it so much to social media interactions because when it went from 1000 somethings to then 2000 somethings to 3000 somethings at that point i'm like i'm done i'm out this is ridiculous i, I it, it it have more in game or do things some other way dump things in pictures or videos or whatever like they did prior to the sunken uh all the sunken deep stuff um get get creative more than go interact with us on twitter it's it's there there's better ways to do that i think yeah definitely um was there anyone that wanted to anyone else that wanted to touch on that uh as far as the the adventure or no i'm sorry not the adventure the the mystery because i i did want to point out that i think it's very interesting that the words that appear when you hold the lantern up in front of the skeleton that looks like DeMarco's uh, body says, who killed DeMarco? It seems very interesting that someone who has a chest from Ramsey's maiden voyage with a sea dog lantern that can show things that are uh, hidden by normal lamp, lamp, lamplight, um, that someone else would know how to write the words who killed DeMarco in something that could only be seen by a lantern held up that was in a chest by Ramses. It seems to me, at least, that DeMarco knows that that lantern can only reveal messages uh, that are done in a certain way with some sort of, you know, with a magic way to kind of reveal the message. Uh, very much in the way that made me think of the drink Ovaltine part of, of decoding from, from Christmas Story. And it, it clearly says to me that, that DeMarco is setting us up to try and find out who his would-be killer is. So um, if anyone has anything else they want to dump into or jump into with the mystery, feel free to speak up because I did want to touch on something before we get out of here uh, that Trickster actually brings up about Season 7. You guys good? Yeah, we're good. Okay. Um, so Trickster, you, you brought up something that was, was really a, a clear thing that we just found out today, actually, uh, just before recording, um, season seven has been pushed out. Uh, the season was due to launch in three weeks. Uh, the season six was, it was, uh, ending in three weeks and then we were going to be jumping into season seven. Um, the season seven content is being pushed out another five weeks. Uh, so right now season six is going to go from now and then for the next eight weeks. So I'm very curious to hear how you guys kind of feel about this. Um, what do you plan to do? Because it doesn't feel like they really have content uh, beyond what I would say is probably going to be Adventure 5. Uh, I feel like that they wanted to do something for the the big finale for, for Adventure 6. And that for whatever reason, that's not... Uh, quite ready and they feel like another month is going to be what it's going to take for them to make sure that that whatever it is uh is is going to be working properly for them to be able to get it out um but we've got another eight weeks of season six uh jefe how do you feel about that and we'll kind of work down the list so in general i would much rather rare pump the brakes take some extra time to get things right mm -hmm. 
whether whether it be content or what have you. Um, and I do feel that. I mean, I mean, we've been getting a lot of stuff regularly now for months and months and months, which has been great. But I think at the expense of the stability of the game. Yeah. Um, so if if this pumping of the brakes allows them to make the content really top notch and hopefully at the same time work on some stuff on the back end to fix all the crazy glitches that's been going on. I I am a hundred percent okay with that. I, I would, I would much rather get less content, you know, go longer stretches without getting new content. If it's going to mean that it's going to be of higher quality than a bunch of stuff all the time. And it'd be not great. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Mina, um, uh, how do you feel about this? Are you are you good with the extra time, or were you kind of looking forward to what was coming with season seven? Um, I can't remember what all they said was coming with season seven, um, but I'm I'm with Hefe. If them delaying it means that it's, it's going to be better than what it would have been if they'd just thrown it out in three weeks' time, then that's fine. I will look forward to whatever it is that they're making. In the meantime, we'll just continue to goof off and cause <laughs> chaos, probably. <laughs> That's especially true with your crew, by the way. I know. Well, uh, Regis, um, we, we're getting an extra four weeks, ta- or excuse me, extra five weeks tacked on to season okay. six. Uh, are you good with that? You you looking forward to season seven or, or you got any plans for this, this extra time? Uh, I have no idea. I thought it was like a glitch or something like that, but I checked on the CFE's Discord just while you're talking and I saw like it's been officially delayed. I was like, okay, as long as you can fix the stability of the game, because, you know, rubber banding is an issue, especially here in Australia. So, yeah, I hope they fix and cook the Vex update in the oven and I just... Does it sound greedy to say I want more more stuff than the, what they're already planning in the, in the next season, even though we don't know what it is? <laughs> um, until we find out what it is, I'll, I'll say it's greedy, but I'm, I mean, that just means you're excited for the game at that point. I don't blame you for that. Yeah, yeah. Trickster, how about really you? I to see if he's parent was. No. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. What did you want to say? I was going to say, I was looking forward to this to see if he's appearing in the E3, but that's just me dreaming at that point. We never know, man. We we could actually get something. I have no clue what's coming with this Xbox Bethesda showcase. They got to show something because they, they just passed uh, they just passed up uh, 2022 altogether. So who knows what they're going to be putting in that showcase at this point? Um, well, like CFE's Monkey Island edition. Yeah, that'd be pretty funny. Um, yeah, what- so, okay. So, uh, Trickster, we got an extra five weeks. Season's going for another eight weeks. And they want to they make the future content more stable from, from what we understand. They want to bake it longer. How are you feeling about that? Overall, I'm fine with it, but I am disappointed because I was really excited about season seven. Yeah, yeah. I know you... you know, I'd rather be come out better, not, uh, not broken, than be pushed yeah i'm kind of curious anyone have any feelings on do you think that an extra five weeks is really enough time to to really kind of polish what they've got coming i have no idea well i mean so this current season's been out now for what i don't know we've got it seems like months and months uh so yeah yeah so this season's already been exceptionally long compared to the other ones i think maybe i'm wrong about that it just feels like it has been um so i 
I feel like they've been working on stuff. And obviously there's some there's significant world changes coming, at least to all the outposts, because that random dock that's at all the outposts, things have been changing there. Um, so they, there's there's things that are happening on a static level on top of this whatever is going to be new for the season. Mm-hmm. Um, so there it seems like they're working on a bunch of things uh, on top of whatever the next adventure is and whatever is going to be happening with the mystery. So I I think it's going to be good. Um, I think that again I feel like there's there's a big smorgasbord of things that they're working on. And again I I'm totally cool. Totally fine. I would much rather them take time to get it right than just dish out half-baked stuff, uh, which was kind of my fear whenever they they launched the season concept to begin with, Mm -hmm. was that it was going to be too much too quick. um, Because just kind of going back to the way things used to be, back when they had those monthly updates, or even back when it was like what it felt like was like almost weekly updates, um, was great, but it was not sustainable. And, and they changed their, their release cadence when, when, when they realized that it was just not sustainable from a stability perspective. And that was my fear that I was kind of going back to something similar to that may happen again. And I, I may be wrong, but it feels like that's where we're at. I mean, the game is probably at its most unstable right now than it's ever been. Um, so maybe they're just kind of pumping the brakes to kind of catch up on some of that back-end stuff along with making sure that what's news coming is a going to be able to be supported with the game uh, and B making sure that it's going to be a quality product when it comes out. Yeah. Uh, I think you kind of named or named all the, the things that I had in, in there that I was thinking about, but yeah, your, I mean, your fears of them being aggressive with the seasonal concept uh, seem to be uh, validated in this instance is, is felt like they, wanted to put in a lot of content and the content that they're putting in is taking longer uh, than they were able to commit to with the seasonal pacing um, as, as you know, they decided they wanted to put out a, uh, a roadmap, which immediately dooms any game development whatsoever. As soon as you put a roadmap out, you're, you're doomed to delay uh, at that point. So uh, they did never put dates on it, but they definitely had an idea if they wanted to have a three-month cadence with this. Um, if anything, this should help folks out that are behind on their ledgers, uh, as, as Season 7 is typically the start of a new ledger season. Um, but most of us, I think, are probably um, probably caught up with most of that. But uh, this will help kind of serve folks that, that are kind of behind uh, anyone else have some feelings on on the, the, the season getting pushed out longer? Well, I'm just saying, they still put the Vector 5 trailer out of E3. All I gotta say. It's true. Yeah, there's there's always an opportunity for them to put something out, even if it's still a ways out. Uh, I would not be surprised if they had something big planned for the Xbox Bethesda showcase that wouldn't come until like later in the year. Like I would not be surprised if they said, hey, in uh, season eight, we're going to have Flameheart have the grand finale as a result of what happened because of Adventure 4. And that that kind of kicks off like our, our hype train for what's coming with Sea of Thieves in the future. Did anyone else have anything they wanted to chime in on before we head out? Well, thank you all so much for joining me this week. It was great to, to kind of sit down and get some thoughts on here. I, I really loved the ideas that we came up with 
regarding all of the the different outcomes that could come with uh, the the save the golden sands or not save the golden sands. I think that was really cool, and I'm I'm really glad that we got to have that conversation. So, uh, as we kind of head out, any parting words from anyone or anything that anyone wants to promote, feel free to do so. Uh, going down the list again, El Jefe Esteban, thank you for joining me. Uh, thanks for dropping in, as always, even on a busy weekend. Uh, it was good to hear your voice as well. So uh, any anything you want to share with anyone? Uh, just a reminder to folks that uh, if you're kind of new to the game, um, we have the Sherpa program built into the Kill Hall podcast Discord. That we There's a group of us that are available and willing to kind of get out there and help teach you some things or kind of help uh, show you how to do some stuff, kind of whatever you can kind of you're working on, needing help with um, head over to the find a Sherpa channel and uh, let us know what you need help with. And we've got, we've got folks literally all over the world. So we, we will find a time that, you know, works well with your schedule uh, and get out there on the seas and, and help you out. Great reminder too, for that program. Really love it. Uh, Mina, anything that you have that you want to share with anyone or any any uh, messages you want to send to uh, family members who are taking up uh, multiple monitors and not giving you one? <laughs> no. No? Um, no? Other than uh, I think Sightless Combat is on this Sunday. I don't know if we're Sea of Thieves in it or not yet. Ooh, that's true. Uh, so, And that'll be, um, I believe, 7 a.m. Pacific 7. Standard Time, 3 p.m.? British standard? 3 p.m. till 5 p.m. our time. Yeah. Awesome. British British summertime. Yay, British summertime. Has it been nice over there? Uh, today I think was okay. I spent most of it at work though. Oh, I'm sorry. It's all right. Got a big order to send across the pond. Ooh, money. Um, Indeed. <laughs> uh, moving down the list, Regis, anything going on that you want to share or anyone that you want to shout out or things you want to say to people? Uh, not much. Just uh, like to, as always, promote me fanfic. Awesome. And I'll have you a link. CFE's My Little Pony fanfic. So that's going to, you know. I'm sorry. I keep talking over you. <laughs> I'm sorry, Regis. <laughs> I keep interrupting. No, you're good. Um, I just wanted to say I will have a link for this in the uh, show notes as well, too. So anyone that's a fan of My Little Pony and a fan of Sea of Thieves, uh, this is a great fanfic for you that uh, you can kind of jump into. If you're if you're into uh, fictional stories that aren't being told by Rare, there's a lot of community members making art, making uh, uh, props and stuff like that. Not too many people are willing to put in the time and effort that it takes to write a story about Sea of Thieves. So really cool to uh, yeah. to kind of see that. And this will dare Caleb to uh, have a read of this. Just uh, let's hear his opinion about it. <laughs> Next That's time he comes around. Yeah. And Caleb's a really good storyteller, too. So I'm sure he's, he's definitely he'd probably have some good thoughts on it as well, too. Hopefully. All righty. And Trickster, last but not least, thank you for joining me. Thank you for jumping in here as always. And thank you for supporting any, anything you want to shout out or anyone you want to say hi to or messages you want sent out. Nothing really. Uh, don't forget to get the drops. It's, it's going to Wednesday uh, on uh, Twitch. That's true. We got the last, last string of Twilight Hunter set going out this week. Make sure you're jumping on to Twitch and watching your streamers uh, for the 20 minutes each day. And uh, make sure you don't miss out on those. You'll regret it, and they may bring it back in the future, but it might be a while, and you might miss out then as well, too. So stay on top of that. Uh, I think that's going to do it for this episode. Pirates, if you want to get a hold of me, there's plenty of ways to do that. Just head over to C-A-P-T underscore L-O-G-U-N on Twitter. Write in at C-A-P-T L-O-G-U-N at gmail.com. Join the Discord. Join the Discorder uh, or the Gold Hoarder uh, chats if you want through Patreon. And with that... 
Pirates, thank you. I love you. And drink your Ovaltine. played an Elder Scrolls game, you've probably used UESP.net to help you find information about a quest, dive deeper into lore, or really learn anything about the Elder Scrolls. But did you know we have a podcast too? Every week we bring you the latest in Elder Scrolls news, dig deeper into topics surrounding the game, and have a ton of fun while doing it. You can find us on your favorite podcatcher by searching the unofficial Elder Scrolls podcast. Can't wait to see you all there. Looking for a Fallout audio drama? It's True Vault Escapades! That's right, follow the death-defying adventures of Detective Walter Camry and his vault girl Bunny as they solve the Wasteland's biggest mysteries. From the dramatic Texas prologue to the high-stakes world of New Vegas, Walter and Bunny risk it all to crack everything from murders, slaver syndicates, and corruption at the highest level in post-nuclear America. True Vault Escapades. It's a Fallout show with a detective twist. Look for True Vault Escapades wherever you get your podcasts.